Welcome to Turbo! Oh, it's, it's, it's supposed to be louder than Turbo! Uh, uh, I just gotta scream. I think that's how you just say hello in this. Uh, hello, welcome to Turbo. Uh, where were we yeah, well, about? we lost you there. You lost me? Are you... S- what, Cole? You okay? You, you get- welcome to Turbo. Uh, <laughs> oh, dear God! Where we talk about uh, cosplay cons and nerdum in general. Uh, if that's the right order, I said it. I'm Tyler, I'm the Black Ranger. Robert, the Red Ranger. Amy. Cole, the Green Ranger. Amy, the Pink Ranger. Number two. So, there we go. We have <laughs> a new Pink Ranger today. Uh, official, officially, official. Well, we had one last week, official. technically, as well. Uh, I don't know. If you, if you keep doing it, it becomes uh, more official. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I'm, I'm, as, as I'm, I'm, feel, I seem distracted, because I am, uh, because I am a very out of my place right now, very, very spontaneous recording set right I have right here, um, in such that I'm also, he's going and recording in I'm our recording kitchen in right now. I'm recording in my kitchen slash living room, uh, Cole will probably go. Our kitchen slash living room, uh, thank I'm, you very I'm much. On, I'm on location, I'm not in the void today, I'm coming in from location, uh, how the fuck did I don't you know. get out? I woke up here. That's, that's how it works. Uh, what, what I did is I put on my... It's so, not fair. So I, ha- I put on my Vive head. I went in the VR. And VR, as we know, uh, transports you to another world. Literally and figuratively. Uh, mm. So I put it on and then I'm, I'm here now. I'm, I'm in another place. Uh, mm. So uh, I have a very makeshift recording uh, area. So I'm, I'm all flustered. Mm. Uh, I thought we but were I will, I will document it, document such things in uh, uh, our Instagram that we have. There's our mm. first photo right there. Look at that. Boom. It's up live. You mm. heard it here first. If you're, if you're listening, somehow listening to this recording, that picture is already up. So if anything, in the way time works, if time works at all, sometimes it doesn't work. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you'll have looked at that picture and then listen to us, or maybe you're listening to us and then look at that picture. It's up to you. So, uh, what's on the docket today? Uh, uh, we, do we have things to talk about? I, I feel like we do. Wait, uh, we. Well, we first have a off, couple of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have a pink Sorry. ranger. Yeah, no, no, gold, please go for it. Yeah, well, yeah. well, of course we have to make the we have to figure out where we're going to put Amy's desk. Uh, you know what? I already have the answer for that since Tyler's <laughs> desk is at the moment not being yeah, occupied I'm, I'm, at all. Um, let's just go and push all that to the trash can. Yeah. Uh, let's put, actually, actually, hold on. What, 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 don't we have, still have that door to the labyrinth? You mean the broom closet? Yeah, the broom closet. You mean DJ's room? Is that who lives there? Yeah, yeah, it turns out that's that freaky creature. I'm going to oh. many Pinterest yeah. tutorials to bastardize Black Ranger's desk. I'm going to paint it with chalkboard paint and pastel. I'm going to fill the whole thing with those pop figurines. It's going to be hmm. unrecognizable and so basic. I'm going to put an espresso machine. I think he's going to like it. That desk is made of rich mahogany. mahogany. Well, I'm going to cover it in chalkboard paint so mahogany. I can write memos to myself <laughs> in chalk. Okay, well then. <laughs> I'll come back to when did, when did we get desks? How long have we had desks for? I don't remember this. We've had desks. We've had desks for like a year now. Uh, I've been. I've just constantly been on location. Yours is technically yours is technically underneath all of that paperwork uh, oh, that you're supposed to be been doing. On location the entire time. So. I've seen you in this office, oh, dude. Yeah, but that wasn't. 
That was that was only to pick up that one thing that my lunch from that was been in there. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. So on the docket today, hello, uh, greetings. We're here. Uh, should we? Hmm. Do we have to officially, 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 officially make our Pink Ranger introduce herself, or is she just here? Was well, I, I figure since she has been on as a guest, you know, somewhat frequently, but maybe we have new fans, new followers that aren't really familiar with her. Probably be a good idea to go and let her talk about herself. She does have a career outside of Sakura Rangers. Uh, she is a pro-level cosplayer. <laughs> you know, we got to go and give her her due. You know, multiple-time award winner for various contests. Uh, looks great in a Dark Magician Girl uh, oh, God, swimsuit. Yeah. You know, there's some very important things we need to that talk about here. And for the new fans to be able to get to know her, to be able to experience that that we love, that that is our Pink Ranger. Oh, that was so nice. Number two. We are not going to keep calling her that. That makes her sound like poop. <laughs> or maybe it's because I am the shit that he calls me number two. Oh! Oh! Way to yeah. turn that around. I've been in the game, as I said, since 2012. Uh, I've done a lot of uh, skits. Hmm. I have a cosplay page. I love to do photo shoots. It's uh, cosplayme, A-I-M-E-E, because I spell my name completely incorrectly. Um, and, yeah, I just love going to cons so much. I'm always trying to do different stuff with cosplay. So, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, come on. You can, can do, do more, more than, than that. Me. You know, talk about your greatest accomplishments. Oh, okay. oh. Go and plug your Facegram or your Instabook. I'm on Insta I don't Insta social media well. At cosplayme, C O S P L A I M E, and Facegram. Uh, yeah, I update very frequently with lots of photo shoots. I'm always looking to shoot with different photographers, so a lot of that. Um, and I love doing skits. Hmm. Mostly I like doing rap battles. I haven't done one in a while. And I love doing song parodies. I do a lot of Disney song parodies. Um, I am going to have my first paid cosplay gig next month, which will be awesome. I'm going to be the official mascot for Meadowlark Comic Con. I'll be cosplaying Meadowlark, and I'm going to be involved in their cosplay contest in some way. Um... Which is super exciting. It's a con coming to Medford, Oregon, if you're anywhere in Southern Oregon. So it should be really fun. Yeah. <laughs> that just sounds like I, fun. I'm excited. They're a good company. They're doing a lot of good PR. They actually have the yellow and pink Power Ranger from, oh, not Mighty Morphing, but from a different Power Rangers. I will have to look that up. But, um... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it should be a really fun con. I mostly go to Sakura, Fanime, and Komori Con. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's that's me. I guess my favorite costumes I've ever made were I have done Shigo. Uh, I loved being My Valentine. Uh, Talon from Soul Calibur. I love cosplaying Dead or Alive characters. I have cosplayed Ayane, Kasumi, and Tina. Next will be Kokoro and Helena. I'm not stopping till I've cosplayed all of them. <laughs> and this last year, I've been playing. I'm trying to figure yeah, out. Go for it. You're trying to figure out what? what sorry. What? No. Never you, mind. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to okay. mute. Uh, sorry. Uh, oh, that's cold. That's cold for you right there. That's cold. Give him a round yep. of applause. <laughs> if clapping into a microphone didn't sound terrible. Woo! Was that clapping or masturbation? Both. So. So, 
Can we just pretend that that question didn't exist? Uh, that exists. question only brings more questions. I guess. No, I, I, I want to say we haven't had this in a while. We've had the guest on, and then they say what they did, their first costume. Is it still alive? Did it burn in a fire and such? And we talk, we've we've done we've done that with her. We've done it in a while. That's what I, that's yeah, what I'm trying to say, Cole. It's been a while. It's been a while. I'm just I'm just saying that, Cole. It's been a while. Just saying that, Cole. So well, I can touch on that real quick. My first costume was Raven from huh. Teen Titans, as is many buddies, many people's first costume. I googled easy cosplay, and that is what came up. And going to conventions was like a bucket list item for me. I was like, I'm gonna do it once before I die. And now I do it once every couple months, so... Got it. Uh, gotta. And then I had a friend help me with a Ty Lee costume, which I still have. I still have both of those. They are not in grape shape, uh, but I could get them up and running. Uh, I plan to, like, reprise... Reprise? Reprose? Reprise. reprise. Uh, Raven as Pink Raven, because it was really hard for me to look somber at Con the whole time. I'm not... Good grumpy face. Yeah, you're a very smiley person. I can't imagine you doing too much with Raven that yeah, way. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't it wasn't great. And then most recently, I did a couple cosplays at SoccerCon. I did a Belle Diva mashup for our skit, which was really fun. I was Isma, hmm. which might be my favorite you've ever done. <laughs> you just love Overwatch, though. So. <laughs> well, no, I just mean that was such a cool mashup. I love when people do either original takes or they do mashups with stuff sometimes it's dumb sometimes it's just funny and clever sometimes it just feels inspired i love looking at art where people go and do things like taking the disney princesses and putting them into different things um one of my favorites being them as final fantasy class characters that kind of stuff to me is really cool and seeing somebody cosplaying something that nobody else has done before Mm -hmm is really cool to me i just like that so yeah that's my favorite because that was done so freaking well yeah i i even if yeah even even if your shirt wasn't really a full shirt on this uh i also do (laughs) really like it when i see things uh crossed over like that where you see it a lot with princesses so i don't know how many disney princess crossover Mm -hmm. things i've seen all the time uh, there's like the weird, there's like the post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. ones. There's the, the uh, I've seen Kingdom Hearts bends. ones, and then I've seen uh, oh, modern yeah. day versions. ones. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like it. I've seen zombie yeah, versions. that's what I call like post-apocalyptic yeah. ones. Because so. the apocalypse is going to have zombies. It's just going <laughs> to. Mm-hmm. My favorite yeah, mashup I've ever done was I did Sexy Guts from Kill the Kill. And I had, oh, yeah. I had oh, a hoodie zipped down with like <laughs> I forgot cleavage that one. and booty shorts and like pumps and fishnets. And then I had a fucking guts head. And it was my favorite. But I only wore it for a few hours because I got into con late. Um, but that was probably my favorite <laughs> mashup. Yeah. Well then. So, um, shit. Uh, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, with mashups, the challenge is always to see, like, what you're doing, you know? Because, like, a lot of the time if you do a mashup or something like that or a gender bend, there's always that risk that it's not going to read, that people are going to just see elements from a couple different things and not really know what they're looking at. That's true. There is, like, a certain harmony you have to hit before it feels right 
if it feels okay. like too much of one thing or too much of another it just feels awkward uh but then the, there the, the, and but when it does mash up perfectly and you hit that balance it's oh man that stuff gets uh, uh viral is that the word that stuff gets viral where, where like it spreads like everyone sees it and they go oh that was that's a great piece of art or something or cosplay or such and such um, See if it went bacterial, yeah. you could just take antibiotics. But I don't really know. You can't really do anything if it goes viral. Yeah. yeah. You just have to. You have to accept it. You live with it. It's you have to trust you your immune system. It, it never goes you know? away. It's just. It's in you, and then you just accept it and deal with it, as what it is. Yes. Uh, that's that's how that's life right there. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm on a huge. Who's watched Ready Player One? Has anyone? You have. I have. Okay. Yeah. Read the book, uh, too. He's seen everything. That's not entirely true. <clears throat> everything that's popular. Uh, I have okay. seen a lot of that, uh, yeah. There we go. I haven't had a chance yet. I have not either. Okay. Normally, Rob and I have seen everything, what? so it's it's hard to say that. I'm just... There I, is I a lot of that. I want to really segue into VR stuff like that, uh, but I don't know how to do it right now because mm. I don't want to just... To talk about that and have no one else have anything else to say. Hmm. Why, why, why don't we come back to that? Maybe uh, maybe get the other guys to go and watch it this weekend, and maybe go yeah. and come back to it next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just, there was, it. there's just a lot of pop culture in it, and I feel like there's many things we could talk about with that. Movie. I heard there is tracer booty. There is there's a lot of tracer in that movie, almost too but much. I was surprised by how much tracer there was like in that too movie. Much tracer in that movie. Hmm. Oh. I totally agree because I some of the stuff doesn't feel awkward with the way they did the cameos and you yeah. know, all the Easter yeah. eggs. That one, just because it is such a big thing right now, I don't know that that just felt like one that was almost pandering. Versus, of course it was. you know, call uh, I guess I personally think the Iron Giant is pandering to our generation. What? Dude, you got to remember though, the Iron Giant was a financial flop at the box office, True. and has only become a success later on. It's become a cult phenomenon, much like the book Ready Player One is based on. That one, I'll give more of a pass because, yeah, that's something that does appeal to the generation that that book was written. For. I, what I want to mm. yeah, Tracer, Tracer is like, let's get yeah, the young kids feels, in. It does feel like that? There is a Minecraft world too. Um, um, that, but yeah. that was only in one scene, but like the tracer, it's because the tracer kept. Yeah, that I was okay back. with. Like yeah, using like three different scenes and just felt, yeah, pushed pushed in there. But I can can we talk about that? The stigma behind it right now of like people uh, uh, already cold showed the stigma of like it um, the the pre hate towards it because of it feeling like it's pandering to everything. Like it's well, just there's a, so many. There's so many cash cows out there that are just trying to, you know, make sequel after sequel that are just trying to take advantage of our nostalgia that people have really become a lot more critical of that kind of uh, choice critical that people or make, cynical. you know. Both, both I would both. say. Both. Because when, you know, yeah. you put something from my childhood in something, the people who grew up in the 90s and, you know, around that time we've cr- went through so much technological advancement that we can remember a time before cell phones. So we're a very nostalgic generation, and to have that exploited, you know, now it's happened mm-hmm. so many times that we're just a lot more hesitant 
to like something just because it reminds us of a time that was good and a time that was innocent. Oh, by the way, I just remembered something. Um, Robert. Yeah? What generation did you say that you used to consider yourself part of? I still consider myself part of the Oregon Trail generation, thank you very much. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) There have been, they've technically moved the dates apparently. Uh, no, yeah, I, there's there's some Did you hear about this? Moving dates around a little bit of like when very I, recently up back to the 80s. Yeah, for the millennials. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's no, that's a it, thing it's about it's marketing. That's all of this stuff is. It's just about marketing generations and how we go about things. Uh, yeah, there's no there's you know, no even official, going using, like date or anything. It's just like around here. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, I've seen baby boomers described as everything from the 1950s all the way up to the 1990s, for God's sakes. And it just depends on what you're talking about in context. Yeah. So, yeah, technology-wise, yeah, you could probably go and lump the millennials in with the 80s crowd because you're talking about the real advent and home popularization of electronics and all that stuff. Okay, we've gotten there, but... It's just marketing terms. It's why I hate this. I, I really have gotten to the point where I just, more than anything else, I hate the term millennials because it's become this catch-all for every single description on the planet and yet says yeah. nothing at all. Well, I want to pull it to uh, uh, what was used to be the uh, stereotypical teenage girl which was like the like, oh, like totally like, uh, like that, like, 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 like. Yeah. Like, what the are valley you girl? saying? Now it's yeah, called... I know the spin. Now that's called the valley girl. That was. Yeah. It used to be that was the typical teenage girl. But now it's just, that's the valley girl. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if in the future this millennial... Or country girl. No, valley girl. No, valley girl. No, cool. No, no, cool. no Country no. girl, that's a different thing. Um, yeah. Really? Right. No, that's more, that's more yeah, of a y'all. And, and <laughs> you call yourself a cowboy? How many times y'all. have you been kicked off a horse? That's 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 the country girl. Um, so I'm wondering, in the future, well, this millennial, uh, what is described as millennial now, in the future somehow be called something like the um, Californian hipster or something, or whatever or they call. Basic girl, or yeah, because like that's when that's what yeah. people when you think of of millennials, uh, the 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 coin term or the the stereotype that comes with it is like the person who's always on social media doesn't look up from their phones or anything like that and is used to living in like california has text neck or whatever it's called Tex-neck? nowadays but yeah i was literally watching the news and that's literally a thing because you from when you bend you're spending so much time oh, with your neck bent neck. looking okay. at your phone yeah okay okay now i get it so <laughs> i was like what you said didn't sound what? like those words Sorry, yeah, I, no, I, I still have were, a bit I of I thought a, you were going and talking like, you know, is, is that a new... Is that what we're yeah, calling that's text that's what I heard. What? Like, no, sorry, I still have a little bit of touch of laryngitis. Like the, so it's, like the party snacks? And I have a little yeah. bit of a sore throat. I can't throat, so, yeah. understand your accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what accent is that. I, I, even I didn't understand him, so I, I don't think you blame it on that. <laughs> Excuse me. What? Don't. You understand. <laughs> thank so. you, thank you. So yeah, I wonder. I wonder what the future will hold for that. If it will be like split or later, I, futurely defined. I do think you probably will. I think you probably will end up with a ten to fifteen year swath of you know what a lot of us think of as being the millennials right now. 
hmm. that'll be more related to, say, um, like to the hippies, for example. You know, we go and use that kind of terminology to go and refer to a lot of the kids that grew up between uh, 1967 and uh, 1975. That kind of captured a good swath of that counter, or counterculture movement that really was more based in just more or less of a 10-year period. That kind of sums up that. I get the feeling that's probably what's going to describe the kids born uh, somewhere between 1998 and probably 2006. But... It's kind of hard to say. We, we just don't know at this point. A lot of it's going to go and be determined more by what they do in the future. Not just, oh, hey, how can we market to these kids? Yeah, yeah You know, we true. got this. We, we got all these great accesses to be able to go and look into their lives and go and see their interests and be able to market to them differently than we ever have before. So, you know, let's just go and use this great blanket term to go and cover anybody who actually uses social media and goes and allows for the collection of all of their data in their lives. Similarly, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of marketing to, despite whatever age you may be at, to, uh, like, more nerdy interests. There's a lot of pandering about, like, I feel like the Avengers movies at this point are just taking advantage of, you know, because a lot, a lot of people who are nerdy who are really passionate about those kind of interests, they tend to spend more money on those things um, and collectibles and things like that. And I guess that, that's probably not new, but I feel like it's hmm. more prevalent in cinema. I would definitely say that's true, although that's also a market that has allowed itself to be talked to because... And this is a weird thing to think about now because we think about summer blockbusters and these grand hundred-plus million-dollar <clears throat> epics. It used to be that the summer blockbusters were the films that just couldn't survive any other time of the year, and you had to go and have these ridiculous draws to get people in. Hmm. You know, films like Iron Man have helped to go and buck the trend. Actually, I shouldn't even use Iron Man as an example. I should go and use an example like The Dark Knight in 2004. That did a lot to go and redefine superhero movies. It went and delved into darker aspects of the lore and the universe that is Batman in a way that we hadn't really seen before, or at least not since what I would make the argument was the 89 Batman with Tim Burton, which was met with huge critical success, but then look what Joel Schumacher (laughs) did to it. Nipples. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, the bat nipples. My God. I just... mm, That was a thing. That was definitely a thing. But, yeah, movies like Independence Day and Godzilla, you know, the Matthew Broderick version. Um, and I say as kind of a fan of Independence Day, they're not terribly great films. I mean, Independence Day is not a terribly great film. Godzilla is just... What? But those were films that got a lot of people excited. You got a lot of interest out of that more nerdy demographic. Hmm. And then... There just wasn't any actual heart to it. You know, a lot of us were going and hoping for something not necessarily campy. We are hoping for, like, a more serious version of all those old Tojo uh, Godzilla movies. You know, we were hoping for some more of that. And instead we got, oh, it's a mutated lizard. And it's just trouncing around New York for no reason. a lot of Godzilla, mm. like. I, that's just it. But, I mean, there was some... Ri- those movies, while campy, have a lot of stuff. I remember being on the schoolyard and watching the old Godzilla movies and going and uh, reading uh, 
you know, some of the comic books that had been inspired by it. And it's just like, oh, the fire breath, that's awesome. And, oh, he can go in charge of these things on his back, and he can go and fly in some of these. It's like, some of that stuff was really fun as a kid. Then that movie came out, and I remember at, like, 9 or 10 years old, just feeling lied to. It's like, that wasn't Godzilla. Where was it? Where was the fun? Right. It was just... People like a classic tale of it was good just versus nothing. evil, too. Like, a lot of these newer movies yeah. try to make things too complicated, or they try to, like, do a new edge, but sometimes it's nice to just do something simple. Yeah. Well, and I think that's part of what made a film like Black Panther actually work, despite the fact that it did have complexities to the main villain on there. It's what he did that made him solidly a villain and made Black Panther, despite breaking rules of his own land, actually ended up making for a really compelling hero. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the success that goes along with it is that that does go and follow in very nicely with the comics. You have the comic book fans that are happy with it. But general audiences can also appreciate it because it's not just, oh, this guy's an anti-hero and this guy's not really a villain. He's kind of a hero, but he's a bad guy and I don't know how to feel about this. That's just, that works for a while, but so many movies, especially the Oscar bait, have just become so much about that. And yeah, the Marvel movies are all, in some respects, kind of the same thing, but to varying degrees of success, because yeah, some of it's pandering, but some of it's also really good storytelling that does go and capture the imagination, both of newcomers as well as fans of the older source material. We were talking a couple of weeks ago about Thor Ragnarok as well mm -hmm. and how the whole Thor movie franchise, it's been a dumpster fire. <laughs> number one and number two. Number one is god-awful. I still stand by that. I know there's a million fangirls out there that are scoffing without even hearing me saying that. But the first Thor is not a good superhero movie. It's barely passable as a good movie Better than quote the second unquote. one. It's just so in some in ways, some ways. <laughs> in some ways I will I will make the argument that Thor 2 had better pacing and that the action scenes were actually there. The first Thor movie really what did we get out of that thing for action? We got the first 5 minutes. We got Chris Hemsworth having a 2 minute sequence where he's kind of fighting off a whole bunch of armed guys and Hawkeye's there just because we needed to introduce him at some point. Yeah. And then he punched a guardian and then he went to Asgard and he broke a bridge. You know what we got so. out of the Thor movies, Rob? It was... We got to look at Tom Hiddleston. Chris Hemsworth. And that's all we needed. Oh, God. That's all we really needed from a superhero movie. Yeah. It's fair. Like, yep. those are, those that's are the, those the Thor movies that you, you have to have because they do add a lot of a lot of things come from those movies. Like that, those were the movies were like they're not, I'm not gonna... the greatest, but literally all the important things come from them. Is like, mm. well, that's like just it. But I mean, the first Thor was an introduction for Loki. That's all we got out of that. Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> even Thor coming in in the Avengers is still the most awkward part of that movie. Like I have to admit, like I I remember watching that film, and. How is that loud? Then your then your volume is turning because I haven't changed my volume yeah. at all. 
I, I have his volume turned down to like twenty percent. Weird. Were you? Did you just move That's close weird. to your mic or something? Did you just, like, cause you were moving around no. a whole lot all of a sudden there. Cole, it I accept matter. you as you are. I'm not. At whatever volume you were at. I, I'm changing my recording uh, volume. Anyways, but anyway, well, it's not your recording volume. It's your, your mic output. Recording. I'm hearing you. Whatever. It doesn't alter me at all. <laughs> In any case, though, going back to the film, I was like, yeah, that's literally all it was. It was like, okay, we need to introduce Loki somehow. Okay, let's banish Thor for a little bit and bring him back in three days. It wasn't three days. Like, that's literally the whole... That was essentially what it was. It was, it was like two days of like, oh, I feel so sorry for myself, blah, 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 blah. What scene are you, what, where are you, ta- when are like you talking it was, about? What scene is this? First oh. Thor movie. No, he had to prove himself. It wasn't yeah. him ever seeing sorry. It just he had to prove himself. Yes, and it was like like for two fucking yes, and it happened in two fucking well, days. How long does it take to prove yourself as a hero, Cole? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a hero. You're not a hero. You don't know these things. How long did it take I Hercules? Mean, I don't know. Like five years. Oh. I feel like I could just look at Chris Hemsworth and know he's a hero. So I mean, like two seconds. <laughs> like, now, you, now, Cole, you're just arguing semantics, really. Do you want him to be like? Do you want him to have okay, a fine, epic, whatever. Uh, twelve-year monologue of him fighting and proving himself, or? Yeah. Well, it could at least have been a week. A song montage. Please a montage. Was it two days? Was Maybe. it three days? I don't know. Could have been. A um, it was a very short amount of time. I think too. Yeah. Rob was but, talking about yeah, the amount I, of action. I feel like there's a lacking yeah, quality well, of action scenes. A lot of the action scenes now are just CGI vomit. They're so muddled. Transformers is the key example of that. That is just like I can't oh, tell dear what's God. going on. Wait, a key character died. Hmm. I can't feel things. I can't get a sense of drama. I would prefer a simpler action scene or a stylish one. Uh, I just rewatched Kill Bill. That is such a style. Like the mm-hmm. end of the first one. Just so immaculately done. The music is yeah. right. The timing is right. The angles. They do creative stuff. They take risks. It's just this very formulaic action scene that they plug into each movie hmm. just when it gets boring. And it's like, well, your action yeah. is boring. No, so. I guess so. And you know what? You're entirely right on there. That's a big complaint that I have with a lot of modern films. But there are ways that you can go and do that that are effective if it actually ties into, say, the plot of the film. Going back to Thor, Thor Ragnarok, hey, they found a way to go and have those things that are in there just as, you know, a way of breaking up what could be monotony on there very well and effectively. Or Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I know is based on, you know, the comic book and all that. Such a good so movie. creative. Yeah, it, was, I, it was a formulaic I, movie, too. It was villain one, villain two, villain three. But it didn't feel that way. That's the whole you know, joke, it though. It didn't feel that way. Because it, it was always like satirical flow, about that. It and was, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. it was very good. It, I like that movie a lot. So yeah, they had way. fun with it, and they took yeah. risks, and there was passion behind it. It's not like Scott Pilgrim was yeah. this huge fan following that you knew was going to be a success. Like, you knew you had a few fans, but that movie brought new fans. They were kind of hoping by face. Yeah pretty sure they were hoping by the face of the actor and stuff like that so you know what? but i want to i want to say this is pandering bad mm-hmm. not if it's done Probably. in an honest way yeah because <laughs> like sometimes i do just want to yeah. see a whole bunch of like my favorite fantasies of characters just in there together doing whatever because i like that i like to see the thing of like oh i want to see all my favorite comic book heroes together doing something in just one movie and then 
and then they made the Avengers, and yes, it actually managed to do yeah. that. And so, yeah, it was pandering in a way, but at least it was it was conceived in a way and took a long enough time to develop that it felt genuine and honest when we finally got to it. Unlike, say, Justice League, which I still stand by, I liked as a movie, but is deeply flawed because they didn't develop as much as they should have leading up to it, or even inside of it, quite well, honestly. What you can tell when you watch the first Avengers fan, is you, the first Avengers movie, is you know it was directed by an Avengers fan, with Joss Whedon in there, who yep. is just, you know, I, I'm a big fan of Joss Whedon's work, I've seen him struggle with his cancelled shows, so it was just really nice to see him have a win, and you can, the heart's there. Um, I think pandering becomes yeah, most definitely when you are underestimating the intelligence of the viewer and that they have the discernment to know, you know, when your heart's in it, when you're making a movie because you love it and you're passionate about it. Obviously, you know, you make movies to make funny. It's their job. Um, but, I, yeah, I feel like the, the key element yeah. there is underestimating the intelligence of the viewer. Most definitely, and I think that that's part of where the problem is with Ready Player One, particularly in the advertising, because while I will say Tracer showing up, it seemed like every 20 minutes. Like three <laughs> um, I know, I know, it's just, you, do notice, you notice it every time. And so. Exactly, that's, that's part of the yeah. problem there, is that I... I didn't have a problem in the movie with all of those elements that were put together. But yes, every one of the trailers, it did feel like they focused too much on these outside elements, whether it was the DeLorean or the Iron Giant. I I deliberately tried to not really watch the trailers because I knew it would just be a lot of pictures of stuff. So I was like, I'll just wait until the movie and watch the movie because I never actually read the book either. So, but... I'd really recommend reading the book because, without going into anything spoiler-wise yeah, in the movie, I hear, I hear it changes it's the ex- other challenges. Like I think the first challenge is the same, but the other challenges change. I, it's extremely different and yet extremely the same. I don't really know how to describe it without giving that's away fair, spoilers, but I do. Yeah. I do feel it was actually a faithful film adaptation of good book material because it's not the same but I don't think you could reading the book make that into a movie the way that Hollywood right now is making movies Hmm. it probably would have made for a good like six part two hour miniseries or you know series of two hour miniseries or something like that nowadays I look at and go this would be better as a Uh, miniseries because it would then not feel rushed or squeezed all together quickly it would be that, that's kind of the way I'm feeling about movies in general. We're seeing a lot of great production quality from shows like uh, Legion or Westworld. Um, Game of Thrones definitely has benefited from being a television series versus being a movie, although that kind of caught up to itself because it's like, oh, the books aren't coming out as fast as the content is. So uh, that, one, that one went in kind of a different direction. But I really do see the future of cinema being less in movies though i do think they'll always be around i do see the future of really complex cinema being more in either television or video game form rather than being in film because it's hard to go and adapt content like say i'm even going to go to films that have been successful 
but could have had more content or more time developed with them. Films like Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, there's a lot of content that could be worked and developed more that works well in a book, but not necessarily in a movie because you have time restrictions. One of the complaint, one of the legitimate complaints of the original uh, or the Lord of the Rings trilogy, is that they really did run a damn long time, and while they were expertly done, you still had to go and get the special editions later if you wanted to see a lot of the extra content. And even then, there's still probably twenty percent of those books there just left on the cutting room floor. I want another one, like it's a, a new movie that I just uh, uh, Valerian. Um, that's one yes. that was like, this is a very interesting world, but you don't get to see a whole lot of it because of the whole fact of it just being a movie. And I was like, man, if this was a like a, a mini series where every episode you got to see a more expansion of the world that they showed as much as they could, uh, I think that would have been way better as a mini. Like it's any science fiction nowadays is way better would be way better as a miniseries because of there's so much lore and world building that has to happen with it that you just can't do in a, what, a two-hour movie nowadays? How long movies are? Yeah. So there's just too much world building, and then you spend most of the movie either world building or you spend most of the movie with the plot, and then the world just feels... Um, what's the word? What's a good word? Uh, it feels awkward. Because it's it's a different world and you don't really know yeah. how it works and so things happen you're like oh well, is that part of the world or is that just a weird plot device or is it just it feels janky I guess. Um, but as a counterpoint yeah. though, I feel like I, I, I want to say so many things about Ready yeah. Player One right now, but the other two haven't seen it, so we I think we need to stop this. because I just <laughs> I just want to say is I I actually really like that movie. I went into it just with a neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. I've heard a lot of people, the pre-type of people hating it, and I also thought, well, it's is that just people hating it because it's popular, or is it people actually going to hate it because it feels like it's pandering to them? And then, like I watched, and I was like, you know what? This is a perfect. It's a pandering. It is pandering. It's literally nothing but pop culture in the entire movie. But like, I like that. I I liked saying, well, oh, I know that character. Oh, I know that character. Oh, I know that character. So it's a whole movie of nostalgia but there's still a plot there that you're invested in so yeah, yeah I like the movie I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I think it's if you go into it with negative feelings then you're probably just going to come out with negative feelings because you've already predetermined your already your uh, agenda I guess you gotta, you gotta go in there neutral so yeah anyways uh, that's true that's neutral? that Martial neutral or chaotic neutral? Uh, true neutral. Be a druid. <laughs> true neutral. Okay. Uh, not all druids are true neutral. Ah, there's Cole with his two cents. What? You can't. You could probably make a lawfully good druid if uh, you wanted. Is that not one of the characteristics that you have to be true neutral? Go ask Dex. He'll tell you. I don't think so. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up. So, I still have to level up my character anyway. So, you should do that. Hurry. I'll do that yeah. tomorrow. Uh, still have two days. You have one day. 
Well, technically, it's a day and a half, but that's the point. Go. You have, you have one day, Cole. Okay. Do this it now! Already done, so this day doesn't count, and you're recording, so... Uh, you're busy right now. Yeah. And tomorrow, it's noon, and I you are probably not going to be awake. You're going to wake yeah, up I'll early? Be. Yeah. yeah. I kind of have to. I'm, I live at home okay. now. Well, you do you do, you do it. Your mom's going to bust in your room and kick you open and be like, hey, wake up. It's time to wake up. Kick you kick open. Kick you open. Kick you open. Colton, <laughs> I fear. I'm afraid kick me of open mom if she just casually walks in and <laughs> kicks you open. <laughs> kicks. Is your mom like Chun-Li or some shit? <laughs> She's a nurse. So. <laughs> just as... So. So, hmm. sewing, sewing, so, so a cow, so a cow, so a pig, suey, <coughs> I'm just saying things. I don't know where I'm going. Are you with this. What, what are, are you we even talking about? Again? I'm mm-hmm. rambling again. What are you even talking about? Who are we, people? No. What is this? Where am I? Who, Who are, are you? you? Speaking of sewing, I heard sewing is challenging for some people. Is it? Cosplay is fun because it introduces you to many challenges. So, so what are you? What are your ideas on the <laughs> fact that now I now that you uh, I wasn't sewing, and then you were like, "What? Get better, scrub!" And so I was like, "Okay, I, I'm gonna start sewing now." And now I have competition. And did you get better? Uh, so it's Amy's fault that I'm sewing now because she was like, "What? You don't sew?" I was like, "I believe my exact words were get good scrub." Yeah, if, I was like, I don't, I, I have my <laughs> yep, mom doing I don't so. Sew. She was just like, oh, well then. Get I was good like, scrub. What? What? <laughs> you fucking what? <laughs> and then I came at her and I've I was like, look, a, I, I sew things. I've created a monster. She, now he's just going to be. And I won, I won a competition. She, you got to watch what you create. You created this monster. <laughs> like. Oh, by the way, I Tyler, I saw the picture of all you guys on stage. What? I saw you guys all. I saw you guys the picture of you, all of you on stage, with you just without yeah, your helmet. On. I, and I have to admit, your cost. I have to admit, your costume still looks cool without that. That's the how helmet. I did my uh, entire uh, late night panel. Is like, I could not do improv with that helmet on, because it just it blocks everything. No. So I had to do the entire thing with the helmet off, and then huh. I was just there being myself, but also my torso was Zenyatta, which I thought so- helped. In musical theater, the triple threat is like acting, singing, and dancing. Hmm. What do you guys think the cosplay triple threat is? Oh God, um, this also kind of pro- might fit That's, in with the go- with the gods yes. that we so pray to. Sewing um, and armor and prop making, I guess, is that or is it wigs? Is wigs a thing? Oh, wigs. I think wigs. I think that, I think that wigs wigs is the first I feel like tenant. Wigs and makeup kind of go together. I think makeup yeah. is another is one. Makeup one. I don't know if we, I don't know if it's a triple. Threat, I, I feel though. like there. I feel um, good makeup can win, do uh, it, like make or break I've a used cosplay. Makeup to look like is an it? Is it? Girl, and I'm like five nine. So. Yeah. Well, here here's the question I would ask: Is it that there's a triple threat, or is it more like there's a five tenants? Because I can think of five. Because <laughs> like. Because we have. Do we still have our list of gods that we uh, pray to? I want to think of the base. The base of like making art or making a cosplay. I like sewing is one. Like, if you can sew, mm-hmm. you can make a cosplay. If you can only do makeup, you can't yeah. really make a cosplay. Uh no, they have many body paint cosplays. Oh uh, god! You can get your clothing from Goodwill and do some kind of like zombification or uh, Attack on Titan. You can do an Attack on Titan cosplay. 
with just body painting. You know? Man, that'd be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I <laughs> love body paint. Sam, our, our friend Mama Samu did one of those uh, a while back. Body paint uh, cosplay yeah. is absolutely something I want to see hmm. more of. Well, because like, because I'm uh, thinking, and I, I know how many people like if I talk to them, they normally go into like either they're a sewer and they sew all their costume together, uh, hmm. and that's a lot of people. Or I like Rob and I, we're like the prop makers. We make props a lot. Uh, and have help pe- uh, have people help us with the rest. Yeah. Or help you guys yeah, with the rest. And so it's like you. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm just. I, I'm supposed to be learning how to do makeup, but I haven't had a chance really to do any oh, learning. That? I want to start. I, wanna, I really want to start doing um, airbrush makeup at some point. Baby. I want to learn to do that. Do you know, do yeah, you know how I you know. start doing that? But that's what you I. Buy some makeup? Go into your bathroom and just start painting your face. Wake up. And confuse the living shit. Grab a little brush and put on some makeup. Should have leave the kids. That's literally all you have to do. So if you want to learn doing it, just go watch some YouTube videos and (coughs) you just, you have to do it. You can't just. There's so many good YouTube tutorials on cosplay makeup too. Like character specific characters that I think are obscure. There's makeup tutorials for now. Oh my goodness. So I don't yeah, know. I love when. I think I think the truth of cosplay is there's no such thing as an obscure character yeah, anymore. No, there is. Somebody's well, already well, done it. Stop them from being yeah. obscure, though. If you're saying if there's a character that has never been cosplayed, then that's like. Uh, but saying that's a an different obscure story. Character, because there are still obscure characters that I see cosplayed around, and I'm like, oh, I know that character, and I talk to my friends, and I'm like, it's that character. And everyone's like, I don't know, I don't watch that. I've never heard of that before. I'm like, oh, okay. And vice versa, someone else will be, like, beside me, and they'll be like, oh, my God, it's that character over there from this thing. I'm like, what's that? Oh, it's this very obscure webcomic thing that was released just, like, five years ago, and it was only, like, this one issue, and only a select Hmm. amount of people actually saw it. I go, okay, I I don't know who that is, but, yeah, I guess the fact that it's an obscure I'll make up, or I'll put it on the list type thing, Uh, yeah. Like... And that's what I've talked about before, where it's like that costume, what's going to happen is you'll wear that cosplay, and no one will know who you are, except for like maybe those three people. And when those three people see you, they will be very ecstatic, more than most people will be. So it's like a uh, fan reaction of quantity versus quality. It's like you're not going to have a whole lot of quality or quantity, but... The excitement levels of those three people that actually know you are are going to be like through the roof, and they will scream and run up to you and go, "Oh my God, it's that cosplay! I'm completely surprised to see it here because it's so obscure, no one would ever even know what it is except for me and you who are cosplaying." I go, "Okay, do, do you get my drift? Huh. You, under, you understand what I'm? Yeah, I got it." From? Yeah, I used to do a lot more. Definitely understand where you're coming from. Cosplay, but it well, there's always your, that risk that absolutely your nobody pizza will one. recognize you. Oh, <laughs> that's not obscure. Okay. Pizza delivery. That's not that's obscure at all. Legends, yeah. my friend. Maybe you've heard of it. <laughs> League of Legends, but it's League of Legends, but it wasn't wasn't that a new skin that just mm-hmm. came out? It had come out. The pre-release video had been released about like a week or two before, and it had come out, I believe, that weekend of Sakura Con. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, like, so. that's obscure. It wasn't in a obscure. Way. That's obscure it's because like, it's so new. You know, when you're on YouTube and you comment first, I'm that douchebag, but in yeah. a cosplay sense. <laughs> that's like that's like when I saw when I saw <laughs> they came out with uh, uh, that Genji Sentai skin. 
And then instantly, like a week later, there was yeah. like, oh, someone's already made a cosplay of it. And I was like, how? It's the skin's not even out yet. They only just teased yeah. it. Yeah, no, that was that was me with Doomfist. It was like, oh my god, I already hate this character. I hope to god I never see a cosplayer from three days later. How? It's, just, it's over. Well, How? And then like, I will fucking kill that man if I see him in real stuckers. life. Like, dude, your cosplay game is on point, but you're dead to me. Homestuckers used to like so because their web updates were so oh. um, sporadic. You never know what was going to happen. There were talk of like people during a con. One would come out, they would leave the convention, buy the materials, make it overnight, and wear it the next day at con. Like, uh, it's... Homestucking yep. costumes were actually really easy. Um, and that kind of yeah, comes from the fact that the Homestuck was... 90% of it is freaking uh, makeup. It's Homestuck came from, like, a Flash animation, so it's, like, anything you can draw in Flash animation. So it's very solid colors and simple shapes, and so... Still, though, if you premiere something at con on Saturday that came out Friday night, like, <laughs> I don't care what fandom is or what you, like, you think about the Homestuck fandom. Mad props to that. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. No matter yeah. how simple yeah. it is. I don't know. It's, like, it's Homestuck. There's only that one. There's the one Homestuck yep. with the girl uh, with the uh, uh, galaxy dress. That one's <laughs> always impressive to see. Because, yeah. Man, I should finish that. I haven't finished it. I was caught up until like uh, uh, so I I've read Homestuck, watched read, however you would like to say it because it's. I don't want to. Okay, Cole, that's fair. Uh, again, you're you're doing that thing where uh, you're not actually looking at the source material; you're just looking at the fan base. Uh, Which is hard. Yeah, I it's guess. Hard not to do that. No, I've I've looked a little bit at it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd be interested in this. But do, what do you think? You know me. Do you think I'd be interested uh, in it? Actually, Rob, do you think he'd be interested in it? Because I kind of think he would be. I weirdly yeah. enough think he would. Yeah. Really? That concerns it seems me. Like, it seems like something he'd be into. It's, it's really yeah. hard not to like judge the media based on the fan base, though. That's happened to me a couple times, and I won't say which fandoms because I'll kill, I'll kill off your fan base by saying so. But mm. there's been a few times like I've avoided things because I'm like, well, the fans, you know... Hmm. Like I, I always, I always want to, I, I, I always want to know why it's like that. So I go and actually look at the thing that it is, instead of going, mm-hmm. oh, the, accepting the stigmas behind it without actually going and investigating what the thing is, because that happens so much, and people just go, oh, this is shit. It's like, is it actually shit, or is it you're just saying it's shit because people say it's shit, uh, and then that, that's just that's just spreading a false false information false stigmas i guess and so it's like you gotta you gotta go look at it you gotta see what the all the hype is about if it actually truly is and then formulate your own opinions yeah it's important to form your own opinions so it's just like is is this actually a big thing is it or is it do people love it because it's good or do people hate it because it's mainstream which is just too common nowadays for people to hate things because they're popular. And it's like, well, they're popular because they're popular. Like, I guess... Tyler, I hate you because you're popular. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> okay. It, like, I don't know. I've listened to Justin Bieber. I don't care for his music, but he's popular. I guess he's probably not popular anymore, but I don't know about that. 
Yeah, he's yeah. still popular. But that's like a lot of pop music. I, I'm, I find, yeah. I've listened yeah. to pop music, and it's pop music because it's popular. That's the whole sense of the word pop music. And it just sounds generic to me, but like I guess that's why people like it. So it's like, well, I listened to it. I, I gave it my two, my, uh, I, I gave it a chance. What's, what's the word? There's an expression for that. Um, old college try. The college, good old college try. Oh, God, I love saying that because it's actually extremely bad to say that. Um, gave it the college try. <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's it. true. Tried to put my... That what it means? pretty much what it means. I just thought it, ju- I thought it just like... I, I thought it meant that I tried college, but no, I failed. No, no, giving it the college try was normally means that in college you're trying to get mm. laid a lot and stuff like that, so you try to... Instead of actually learning you anything? get laid with a chick... <laughs> While in college, uh, okay. Normally by really bad means, uh, so like alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you things. said by like really bad memes, and I was like, I also use bad memes to get laid. So. <laughs> so that's how you got your boyfriend. bad memes okay. are a natural aphrodisiac. So <laughs> you're you're good. So what we're hearing is Amy not only gave it the old college try, she succeeded. All your ass are belong to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think she's going to fit in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she's going to fit in great. She's going to be the perfect replacement for Cole. Hey. Tyler, hit the dump button. I have a lever, though. Fine. Pull the lever, Tyler. Did, uh, what, no, that did nothing. I don't have a. Well, who who built shit? It? It's like you said. There's a button. It's a lever instead. <laughs> I pulled the lever. It did nothing. <laughs> well, I assumed that you were on remote, so you probably had put some sort of a remote on the lever. Oh, no, I didn't. I did nothing. First like off, that. Amy's I not at. I didn't even know where I was going. That's the problem. Yeah. I have to know where I'm going first. So, therefore, the button's over on that desk oh. that's now covered in chalk paint. <laughs> now, the chalk, problem... Chalkboard paint. Chalkboard paint? See, it makes anything you paint with it a <laughs> chalkboard. Yeah, but then it's, it's all completely black and matte finish, so you can't... It has no definable edges anymore, so if there's Why a button on there... Just so you know, by the, by the way, Amy, just so you know, you have committed, like, the ultimate <laughs> sin against mahogany. Yes. Um. Mahogany can go <laughs> Oh, but Don't it's mahogany. It's rich mahogany. That's the beauty uh, of rich mahogany is that will sand Tyler right off. and Rob, hmm. I'm going to paint your Winston and Zenyatta cosplays in chalkboard paint. So I can write all over oh, them. Oh, God. Do you know what? Uh, oh, Zenyatta's no. skin, his skeleton skin, actually probably would look really good in chalkboard paint. Because I think it's supposed to be... I think it's actually probably would. <laughs> you paint on the, the skeletons all in chalk, and that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I'm actually interested about something, Tyler, are because you? I know because you mean Zenyatta, and you are very well. Um, I know you quite well to be to test things and make things work and change things. Give so it the now that you've worn Zenyatta at convention, <laughs> trying yeah. to fuck. Now that you've watched, <laughs> now that you've watched Zenyatta, or you worn him for a full convention. What would you what, change? What I ch- well, I've already fixed some things. So I have fixed my sh- my shins. Uh, I just had them on my legs with pressure fitting, just naturally sitting on there. But if mm. I tried to walk at all, then they would just slowly fall down, mm. and then they'd be 
path inside my shoe and then I would lose speed. So what I've done now is I actually have glued on some Velcro, some elastics with the Velcro so that they hug my legs better. And I put those on and I did some dancing, I guess. I don't know. Moved around vigorously. Uh, and they seem to have stayed on my legs and not slid down. Um, so that's one. Second part is the connection from those shins to my feet. There's a lot of movement and they're like, they've got these like things that attach and hmm. they uh, need some reconnection stuff. So that was another. I had, I had a... It was all, it was all things that attached the things to my body was where I had to redo them. Because I also had to redo my, sh my forearm okay. bits too. So that seems to be a constant thing with uh, with our costumes is that where they connect around the body, that's the part that we need to, what, to reinforce when, or fix. When, what parts are you talking about? Um, our belts. Oh, well, oh. no, that, no. Yeah. Well, those are all. It's any joints. Like that's the thing. Is like you make joints. Mm. Constant and those movement. Have constant movement. So those things always wear down and break. So you've got to really keep in mind. Mm what's going on where your joints are on your costume because you they're moving parts through yourself. yeah they are moving parts and so you gotta <laughs> oh, man if only that's that's part if of the thing if only I could clip through myself um, but no like I, I don't really think I needed to change a whole lot like there's nothing I would do differently okay. I don't really look back on it that way um, okay like, there's nothing that you would want to change for version 2.0. Oh, there's probably things. What am I thinking about? There's probably things. Um, so Tyler's hand, like, the skin was rubbed off of it from removing that forearm piece over and over. Oh, yeah. But he was just like, that's no big deal. Hmm. Well, because it, it, it was right before, and then it broke half. I guess I would... That was one thing I kind of thought about, is changing hmm. the forearm bits to be... Uh, have a hinge on it so one one half would like open up and then you could like velcro your uh, use elastic with velcro and then just strap yourself into it and then all you have to do is have magnets and then you just with a hinge and you just close one side of that but that would only apply to that armor if i worked another armor it's normally designed to go around your body so that's kind of one difference uh is there any other differences i'd really change <laughs> not that i can think of like I overthink things okay. enough that I, I go over in my mind over and over again. I think of every situation where what would work, what wouldn't work. Uh, and I just think it to death before I actually make it together. So by the time I'm actually putting it together, either it works or it doesn't work. And most of my stuff does work right off the bat. Or if it doesn't, then it doesn't work right then and there when I'm making the thing. And then I have to completely scrap it or alter it completely to what does work. And so it's not like I made something and it doesn't work and I go, I could have done this better next time. It was, It's normally a, it's not working. I'm going to keep on thinking of a process to do it better. So it's like parts of my armor went through three iterations before it's actually to what it is now. Um, so okay. all I can really think is like next time if I made the armor again, uh, I would do it all on a CNC. Uh, because I now have my dimensions. Like, CNC routers are great, because they cut everything exactly to how you want them to cut. The problem is... But you need to know what they are. <laughs> first thing. So, making the costume, 
is like the prototype hmm. so I actually know what all my dimensions are. So now I can just go, oh, this is this dimension, this is this dimension. I can just draw that in AutoCAD, throw that on the machine. It cuts it perfectly square. Uh, then I know everything will fit together perfectly because I've already basically made a test piece, which was the first costume, and kind of go from there. And if I have to make any alterations, that's actually huh. really easy to do because I have a base model to work off of, and I just do my simple alterations. If it has pockets or it's got some weird flared edges or something, or if it's slightly different shaped, I can alter it enough that way. But no, mostly when I make my things, I already have the idea in my head, and I don't really think of a or a better way to do it. If I do think of a better way to do it, huh. then it's either better or it's just a completely different way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Is that is is that it for anyone else? Does anyone else have an idea of like that when they make a costume? If they well, Robert just needs to finish his. Well, what are your guys? <laughs> if you make, if you guys make big costumes, do you think about that? Where is like, are, could I have done this completely different in a different way next time that worked way better or is it yes? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Like well, you every damn time. Go on. Oh, dear God. Uh, okay, okay. Hey, so um, since Winston isn't done yet, and it'd be unfair to go and call what I had there before even a version one, uh, I'm going to go back to the last real big cosplay that I did myself, uh, which was Xan from Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. The first version of that thing, while I was satisfied with it in the moment, as soon as I got home, I was like, there are so many things I could have done differently here. And this is back when I was just starting to experiment with craft foam, and people weren't really talking about EVA as going and being a good uh, substance for you know base materials and all that. So at the time, we were still using largely camping mat foam, and we were going and finding other ways of going and backing it. Uh, around the same time, things like Flex Seal were starting to go and come to the market. People were really becoming aware of the spray rubber adhesives. I know Plasti had already been out for a long time, but people were starting to go and look at it for a different reason beyond yeah. just commercial application. So. I started looking at that stuff, and in the year between the first introduction of Zant, and actually it wasn't even a year, it was about, let's see here, about five months uh, from when I introduced that initially to when uh, AkiCon 3 came around, and that's when DJ and I entered in the cosplay contest for that. Uh, that was that was a huge building time for me because I had completely torn apart the original frame for the thing, and I still used a lot of the same parts, but I had discovered Wonderflex at that point, which, you know, now Warblas kind of replaced that as a cosplay material, but that was really great for that just as a backing around the camping mat foam that I was using at the time, because I'm like EVA, there's no way to make that smooth. Hmm. Um... But just finding ways to go and make it lighter and going and making the shoulder armor so that the helmet could go and slot into it. It still wasn't photo accurate, but big improvements for that. And like I said, I was experimenting with things at the time, which, my God, when you're first going and learning how to use a new material and you have never really crafted something like that before, my experience when it came to working with kind of any building material to be honest was pretty much limited to wood shop and while i was very good with all of those kind of tools 
that worked really well for props. Trying to build things like armor or so, I've had to pretty much teach myself everything in the last, you know, more than 10 years. And really in about the last seven uh, that I've been, well, I should go and say probably eight or nine that I've been hmm. more serious with it. Uh, yeah, the first version of Zant, I loved it in the moment. Looking back on it now, I'm like, oh my god, that's so cringeworthy. How did I ever wear that? I'm pretty sure that that's with everybody that? with their first like true way of doing it because because a lot of the bigger cosplayers out there have posted their like 10 like 2000 like even sam for example has even posters like my two the first time i cosplayed and here's the version that i did now like yeah like even like big people like jessica negri and everybody like that they started somewhere exactly and that and that's just it i mean that's i've a, never it, had the intention you're I've z- never had yeah. the intention of being anything big so yeah. it's like when I do something big, I want it to at least be able to stand on its own. And that's part of the reason why I'm still really proud of what I did. Even looking back, while I can certainly go and say, oh my god, that is cringeworthy. I was still proud of what I did with my version 1 of Xant. And in the moment, it's like, there's nothing I can do to improve this. Get home, start looking over it, look at the pictures. It's like, you know, that could have been improved in this way. And that could have been improved. Like, so, even with our, co- me and Tyler's costumes that we didn't even make. Like, for example, our, even our Power Ranger costumes. Like, there's stuff that we could have done, like, like that we can obviously see just by looking at it. It's like, oh, this could have been this, this could, this could have been this. But um, no, it just means that in the future, yeah, like. Power Ranger costumes, not really. It, everything on there is pretty good. Well, well, ours has been essentially been perfected. <laughs> the only things that I would change is like, okay, I need to test wear these more. Like, that's my thing. Well, that's not really a change thing. That's just you need <laughs> yeah. to test wear it. Well, that's more, that's was like, I need to double check everything because, yeah. yeah. Stress yeah, test yeah, is a whole not, different thing. Not, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, like, there's this. But there's, of course, other um, things like. Because, like, this con, hmm. like, walking around in Zenya, that was more a stress test of, like, what's what's breaking? What do I have to fix? Hmm. What's going on here? What what worked? In the moment, but then when you wore it for three days straight, what broke because of whatever, how you how you move. Um. Because if you just put it on at home and start walking around, like, yeah, you're going to, things are going to, and you might not notice, but you're not going to notice everything. And then you're like, until you've been walking around for three days and something falls off, you're like, why'd that fall off? Oh, okay. Okay, on back of that, I think uh, what I would change is how I did the vest. Um, on Zenyatta. Okay. And it's like, it's just the material I used and how I did it. Uh, because the material I used, it's not hmm. good. <laughs> it doesn't hold together. What'd you it use? It was stuff I got at clearance that I used for my anti Sora costume that I had laying around. I just needed black and it was like kind of shiny. And I was like, oh, this will hmm. work. And, but it just, it frays so easily. Mm-hmm. And there's so much stress on it because of all the armor parts around there that it keeps just deteriorating at all my seams and so it's going to eventually just fall apart and glue definitely is falling off of it like I know my uh, after my chess game of late night and I did like a fall I got back and then I was like oh literally all the glue that was holding pieces on my back have now just come off so I just spent that entire night just gluing it back together so like yeah I don't know that's part of it but I do want to say my keyblades every single one of those 
is because I found a new material or method of doing something. And then I instantly went each each key each keyblade is literally a different yes, method. <laughs> always a different material and a different method. It was just like I want to make this keyblade or I found a new material or method to do something. I want to try it. I'm going to make a new keyblade. So I'm kind of getting a fix to like I might make I've been playing around with LEDs a lot lately, so I might make one that has lights in it. And so I don't know. Maybe I might make the Tron one because that's the only one that actually has lights in it. But if if I do make another one, it'll be that one because that's what I want to play with next. I want to work with lighting a whole prop piece together. Uh, if I didn't make the Zenyatta with all the lights in it, then I probably would have made that one instead. But like every single one, like uh, uh, the first one was just because I wanted a Keyblade. Uh, the second one was because I was now trying to work out bevels and stuff, and it was a really cool Keyblade. Another one was like, well, I wanted to try working with a different material. Uh, and then the one after that, oh, no, that, the one after that was uh, doing it on a milling machine because it had a whole bunch of really straight lines. Yep. I was like, I could do this on a milling machine. That was just a new tool to do it, so it was a new process. And then after that, it was like, oh, but I wanted, uh, another one was just out of different paints. I saw different types of paints I wanted to use. I was like, oh, I'm going to make it out of this one on the milling machine. And then after that, uh, well, the most recent one I can think of is making it on a CNC router. It's like when I started working on a CNC router, I was like, oh, I could totally make this one keyblade that would have been 50 plus hours to do it by hand. But if I did it on here, I just sit at a computer for for an hour and program it and then cut it on the machine in like 10 minutes. And then, boom, it's done. Mm. I was like, wow, this keyblade. Speaking of of CNC yeah, so routers, this keyblade that when I first started making props, I was like, I can never do that. That'd be way too much work. And now, just like, oh yeah, I could bang that out in five hours. So, yeah, it's it, it is it is progress. You learn how to do something. You start learning how to work with materials, and you just have to basically take on a big project, but not too big. Like it's big enough that it makes you spend enough hours with the material to start understanding what it does and makes you do a bunch of different things with it, but it's not too big that it becomes super daunting and then you just never actually get anything done with it. If that makes uh, sense. Speaking... Yeah, it does. Um, Tyler, I think I talked to you about this before, but do you remember me telling you about the handheld CNC router? Yes. Um... They have a sellable version out now. Yeah. I, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if I really like it's. Hmm. Yeah, because I've seen it, but it, it, it seems. It's good for pockets and such, but it's nothing that I can't already do hmm. by hand. All right. I just wanted to point yeah. it out to you. And. Yeah, no, I, I, I know because it's it is an interesting idea because you just put down that reflective tape with a whole bunch of uh, barcodes on it and reference marks, and so it understands where those are, and then just has like a little CNC in there, and then draws from um, there. Yeah, it could be neat, but I don't know if it would be if it would, it's too much of like uh, uh, jack of all trade but master of none. So, like, you'll have a hand router mm -hmm. that you can do a lot of work with that's cheaper, 
or you can buy like a table router. Uh, and then this is like a weird hybrid of the two that is not really good at either of them, or is not the master of either of them, and is doesn't really have the price to match either. Because uh, I remember looking mm -hmm. at it and like it was like it was kind of nifty, but it seems just a little too gimmicky. That you could easily have just bought a table router, a table CNC router, and for less of a price than you can just throw. So your it's probably cheaper, I'm assuming, but yeah, you can get them for. You can get really expensive ones and get pretty cheap ones too, mm. but you can normally do a whole lot more with them, and still with the same because mm. they have processes for that. So, I don't know. I'm I'm on I'm on the fence about that handheld CNC router thing. I'd have to I'd have to have one and see what I could do with it to really find out if it's. So you'd have to do a test. You'd have yeah, to try it. It's too. It it just leaves too much to. Uh, too many factors out of there that I don't know if it would be able to do the things that a table router could do or mm. just a regular router to do. It, it certainly can do more than what a regular hand router to do, mm. but then why would I pay the price for it? Because from the sounds of it, it can control depth, and it also tends to have auto-correction on there as well. Well, yeah, but you can, so, if you're skilled enough with a regular hand router, you can do that by yourself. Yeah. Uh, That's true. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I think we're bore. I think we're boring our pink ranger. Um, oh, sleep back there. What? What? Excuse me. Hmm? Router? What? <laughs> what? 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 Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's. Uh, maybe that's what we should call it. We. How about how, we looking? We talked yeah. about. But uh, what's what's back up? We about anything then? good today. What did What did we learn today? What? Well, first off, we have to back up just a little bit and ask. Uh, uh, ask Pink what she would fix about her last costume. Oh. All yeah, my costumes sure. are made poorly. <laughs> well, I'm not somebody who remakes hmm. things, um, but I am going to remake one of my costumes from Soccer Con, and that's Jabril from No Game No Life. Um, it was my first time working okay. with acrylic, uh, oh, and yeah. I used a Dremel instead of a jigsaw, and Tyler had some good tips on how to make the edges look nicer. Hmm. Um, because I had trouble because when you use too much heat, it starts to melt and get strange and yeah. it kind of gunks up your Dremel. Do you, do um, you have a scroll saw? I have nothing that's not handheld. I am the, okay. I'm not, I'm not a big prop maker. I'm not a big film person. I kind of just sew and like take challenges as the costumes give them mm. to me. Um, but I have not invested in good... Move closer and you can use my stuff. I'm just going to move all the way up to Gig Harbor to, to use a jigsaw. Do you know, do you know Eric Noble? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Eeks. Uh, I looked Love her. at the acrylic on her wings, and it was mm -hmm. very clean. I was like, how did you get it so clean? Like She was like, I just used a scroll mm. saw and then just slightly sanded the edges. And I'm like, wow, that turned out really well for that and then i thought yeah scroll saw has really a, a lot of teeth and is very fine so it'll chew through the material but it won't melt it because it's still you want to use teeth on acrylic you don't want to use abrasive because abrasive does just melt it and then burn yeah because all the yeah. extra heat okay so that makes sense it's like either if you're using a dremel uh go find a dremel saw that has teeth mm. on it and then that will really chew it away, opposed to trying to melt it away. So it's just jigsaws are normally very bulky and have still like bulky teeth, and that would probably still 
break your acrylic because it'd just be too much force. So, yeah, I don't know if that helps. Yeah, it's something to play with, and it looked okay in photos. Hmm. It was one of those things that once you held it in your hand, you're like, oh, yeah, that's not. That's a lot. You know, there are issues to it, and then I also, um, huh. that costume has booty wings, and I ordered really nice feathers. Wait, what? It has butt wings. It has wings coming off the butt. Um, okay. You just get and clenched, the and then you hold them in there the entire time. That's how they stay. That's totally not how it works, but... <clears throat> They're totally an external butt plug, totally. They oh, no one actually, said butt plug, Cole. No. They make Spice and Wolf... Okay, anyway. A lot of Spice and Wolf I'm not taking it back. Fuck that shit. plugs for their tails. Ha! Ha! A lot of them do. Ha! But I digress. The wings are attached to a belt. Um, huh. I want to remake those with nicer feathers. Uh, generally, I really just, I'm, I'm kind of a fast, I'm a speed builder. I love speed building. I love just sitting down, getting it done. And I often don't revisit costumes. And a lot of the time I don't even rewear costumes. Um, because I, La gasp. I know, because I want to make something new. So I make a lot of costumes at low to medium difficulty. And I'd like to work towards, I have a few armor builds planned for this next year. Um, and I'm making actual Dark Magician Girl, not just Bikini Dark Magician Girl. Um, Aww. I still haven't, I, have I seen pictures of that yet? I, I oh, don't know. Oh, you probably have. It's, uh... Uh, probably somewhere. Oh, um, it's the only... They won't be shared with you. Uh, screw you. <laughs> uh, and then I am making hmm. a Zelda Twilight Princess. I've started on some of her armor, which has been really hmm. fun, because I have a cricket, and it actually will cut Ooh. foam. Uh, so I found some free stencils online, and I've been playing with that. So I'm trying to work more towards foam, one of the best more towards some big builds and more intensive stuff like I used to do when I made like mm. black rose and tallow and did a bunch of embroidery. Um, one of my favorite costumes I've ever seen was actually. Um, I think she won Grand Master that year. It was a couple of years ago at SoccerCon. Was the full dress and outfit and everything handmade uh, Zelda Twilight Princess. Mm. Yeah, it's a beautiful costume, and it has a lot of skills I like. It has embroidery, which I mm. like to do and would like to do more of. It has just enough armor that I get to get my feet wet, but I'm mm. not building a full suit of armor. Um, so I get to play the ceiling and painting mm. techniques. And then it has jewelry making, which I just love. So I'm excited. Mm, cool. I don't know when I'm going to wear it. It's kind of something I'm just gradually like working on when I'm like, I need a break for my main projects. So Yeah, yeah my, my Zenyatta was literally, it was Rob going, Okay, we're all ready for the skit. Let's get stuff going. I was like, oh, the skit? Oh, that's happening? Oh, I should start working on my costume. So, it's just like, I need I need to push. I need to push somehow. I am not a Nothing's speed builder. Nothing's better. And I don't Nothing's make a whole... Nothing's better than like, the I group see, pressure. Yeah, it, I, it's, hmm. it's a lot of like, I'll, I'll just take six months hiatus. Hmm. I won't build. I won't do anything. I see these people like, I just made another costume. And then another one. And then another one. I'm like, if I made that many costumes, I would have a bunch of costumes in my closet that I wouldn't have room for because I don't go to enough conventions here because we don't have as many conventions here to use them all. So I can I can get a good good mileage out of one costume. Yeah. And if Tyler makes the same amount of costumes as all our friends do, he wouldn't have to he could stop after one year and just wear those for like yeah, five. Yeah, no, it's just like <laughs> the, we don't have enough conventions here that I can wear them. I can wear one costume for a whole year. And no one has seen them at any of those conventions. So, but yeah, and it's just like I take my time. I don't. 
do a bunch of little ones. I have the one, and then I work on that, and then pour all my effort into that. See, and I think there's quality merit in over both. quantity. Yeah, 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 See, yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know. I don't think there's not quality hmm. in like speed builds that people do. Um, it's just a different type of. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, that's no, that's true. <laughs> But at the same time, like, you can definitely Tyler's say like, and, uh, exactly there's a difference between a cosplay that you d- dive into your closet and put together mm-hmm. and then, oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a difference. Either way, for me, it's nice to be like, how fast can I make this? Or like, um, I don't know. Hmm. I kind of like to be like, I made this in three hours. Let's do a photo shoot now. It, it's kind of fun. Um, well, I, you hmm. do have to be good and then at... It gives me, it gives me, like, motivation, like, that sense of accomplishment, like, hmm. I just did something, and then I can kind of ride that into a bigger project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what I get when I come back from cons, is, like, I go, oh, I just saw a whole bunch of people in their costumes. I have inspiration now. I can make all kinds of things. Um, but, no, it does take it does take skill to be able to do that, like, to make a costume start to finish within three hours, because that means you have to have an idea of what the costume is. You have to know how to put things together because if you're if you don't have those skills then you can't really make a full costume quickly because you just don't have yeah the skills you just don't have the skills here's a thought i have a i have a question and this is just kind of coming and just came to me here but would you say that it's easier for someone who is less well not as good at doing um like cosplays, like they're fair, more newer towards cosplays than someone who's been doing it for a long time. When it comes, if they had like a time limit for three hours, like for some reason, because I would think that a lot of people that have been doing it for a long time would, would might overthink it. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, I don't no, think so. I feel like, but like. I think what happens... When you're new, you just have no idea how to do things. And you need to do, like, a guess and hmm. check thing for a while. Yeah. Like, oh, that fabric doesn't work with this stitch. Hmm. Or, oh, that doesn't fit a human body because it's way too small. Yeah. Um, skirts need to be longer in the back. That kind of thing. Yeah, you're just... You're just hmm. you're lacking too much knowledge to know what to do. Because I think if you're an experienced person so it balances out in other words so you think it balance it would balance, balance out what do you mean balance out no 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 cuz like, like if you're an experienced I'm... person it's not that you're overthinking things it's that you have so much extra time to almost put in more detail so you all that easy stuff that the mm. um, that the uh, uh, that the beginner cosplay would be struggling with the advanced one would already just have down naturally wouldn't even think about it if it was a simple costume it's like Oh, I just sewed together a shirt, sewed together some pants, make a wig, boom, I'm done. The uh, thing about a successful okay. speed build is you don't use any skills you don't already have. So for me, I've never worked with Warbla. If I was doing a speed build, con is in two weeks, I'm not going to play with Warbla for the first time. And that's kind of, if you need to speed build something, you only use skills that you com- you're confident in. Yeah, so it's, because okay. yeah, it wouldn't come down to the experience of the person, it would come down to the personality of the person to begin with. So you could be inexperienced, but then just have natural talent and get it done. Or you could be experienced, but then if you overthink it or you just procrastinate and not be productive, then that's kind of you as a person who's bad at that, not the fact that you have skills of making costumes for a long time. 
And okay. Like, it's it's that like makes sense. how you play video games. Some people like to speed run video games. Some people like to explore every nook and cranny. And 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 and, and uh, collect every yeah. little thing. But. Some people like to play Pikmin over and over and beat it seven times. Yeah. Yes, yes, we know that you can't complete a video game. Um, <laughs> but, nonetheless, that is some cosplay talk. That's that's a very rambled um, and run yeah. wide variety of things we talked to this how week. How long have we been going? How long have we been going? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Stop. Cole, stop. We've been going a while. Rob, <laughs> Rob, are you still alive? Rob, Rob, are you still awake? I'm still alive. I'm still awake. I just, I just got so overwhelmed by all of this talk and... Got my blood pumping, and now I'm just gonna go and. Well, I'm I'm gonna go and try to dig my way out of the void here, and I'm gonna try to get back to my garage, and I'm gonna just start going and working on Winston oh, yeah. some more, cause Hell damn yeah. it, come packs, I am gonna look gorgeous, uh, make and sure I'm gonna leave, be in good company. Make sure you leave the hole open, that way we can stick a stick through and poke you, so we can just make sure. Just travel you keep by working. VR like I do. You just put in your VR, and you get transported to another. <gasps> huh. You're right. I can do that. PlayStation VR! Away! So, uh, with that, uh, I thank you all mm. for coming back for our Season 4. Turbo! It's like, it's like Tourette's. You just gotta say, Turbo! You just gotta yell at all, Turbo! All the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that insensitive? I don't care. Check us out on SoundCloud! <laughs> and every episode... Uh, yeah, on SoundCloud. Uh, SoundCloud has every episode ever? Huh. Does it? Is that where our, our archive is? Uh... That's that's where the archive is. ITunes? Yes, yes, because we still haven't got everything, or is that split up? No, I have, I, access, I have iTunes right. Yeah, yeah, iTunes has right now all of Zio yeah. and all of Turbo. Uh, we're gonna do a dump at some point once I've got all the files loaded, so you'll be able to go back and just do, uh, you know, season one, season two, season three, season four. It will all be cataloged on iTunes and Google Play. We just haven't quite okay. gotten so if there yet. You're a new listener and you want the Sounds full like archive, go to SoundCloud. Uh, but other than that, you can listen to us on Google Play and iTunes. Uh, those are two very easy, accessible things if you have either one of those types of phones, which is majority of people. Um, if you want to talk to us, uh, email us at Soccer Rangers Podcast. Soccer Rangers podcast at gmail.com. Email us. Get, get, get us mm-hmm. Give us some info, some tips, some ideas, some feedback. Uh, or you can send us to our Twitter, Twitter at Soccer Rangers. Uh, or our Facebook page, Soccer Rangers podcast. Um, and also our Instagram, you'll see photos on there too, on Soccer Rangers Instagram. Uh, we've got some pictures on there now. Crazy, huh? Two pictures. Uh... Hopefully, there's more than that now. now. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, so there might be more by the end of the weekend. Who knows? Have a bunch for security. By the time you hear this, there might be more. That's we kind of forgot. We were busy with things. We were winning butt plugs. I mean awards. Butt plug awards. So we can still put them up and say we put them up during SakuraCon. (laughs) So she said it. Somebody did. Thank you all for. joining us uh on our adventures every monday Hmm. for turbo um and join us again next week as we talk about Hmm. something other or if we do talk are we going to talk about uh, ready player one we might um so i'd like to thank you don't forget to spay your pets and Hmm. everyone don't forget to spay your dogs and cats okay why would you say what do you say that what is that 
Because you're Bob Yeah, Hoffman. but that was because before we started Hoffman. recording I made that joke. So that joke doesn't make any <laughs> sense right here. And that was Cole. Thank you. Goodbye.